It's a crazy little thing called mad love. It goes something like this. Mad Love. That was for, I believe, the. It would have been was, around 2004, I think. Like the In the Zone era, 2003, 2004. Yeah, I think so. Right around there. I remember because um, we. It, this is a, it was a really weird song, and I I I um I know for sure Mad Love was started before 2005 because I remember doing that track in my old house and um it, like i remember I, me- I remember where i was when i made that track and uh and it's it, it that track is the that her uh britney and um the original Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Original Doll Podcast. I'm your host, James Rodriguez Horton, and we are here with one of your faves, Alex Greggs. Alex has been kind enough to join us on what's going to be a million more podcast episodes. I'm taking over the show. From now on, it's me. <laughs> love it. I love it. Alex, thank you so much for coming back. For those who don't know, on the Original Doll, we deep dive into these songs that you know, the songs that you love, global hits, those deep cuts and demos. And for every question the guest answers, we get an item donated to charity. Over the holidays, we were able to give thousands and thousands of new arts and crafts and toys, hygiene products, and more to uh, communities in need. So thank you all for that. We're going to be talking about Mad Love, the creation of it, the samples, everything. So let's rewind back. Where were you at? When was this being created? What sort of mood were you in? Where did this go and come from? Well, the, the track was originally written for MIA and um, she never even heard it because we just didn't send it to her. It just, you know, I just remember making it one night and I, I love that, that, that sack sample that was, you know, Public Enemy used it and, um, and of course, Rum Shaker. And uh, <laughs> so Brittany wasn't even in, you know, in my mind at all when and it was weird when she picked that track because <laughs> it was so like are you sure that's the one you want you know because th- th- this is when I, I was still growing up as a producer so I never thought you know Britney Spears would want to do something over something like that you know um and um so the course Mad Love is over the course of like three years there's like a wow. like a there's even like a two-year gap where you know it was written lyrically. Her, her, and Lisa Green uh, did the top line, and then it wasn't until like a couple of years later that she actually cut the vocal. I think I sent you the email uh, that said she was cutting it or something. 
Yep. And, and um, uh, yeah, uh, so it, it, it was originally and, faster and, and uh, they slowed it down, which was even less, less Britney-esque, right? Like, if anything, you, you'd think she'd speed it up, but she slowed it down. I heard, like, it was MIA. Oh, Lisa Green working on that was faster. It took two years. Yeah. So it, 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 it took, it happened over the span of, like, three years and there was like a, a two-year gap in there of nothingness it was she picked the track sent it to her and then that was it didn't hear anything for like a year and then i heard back uh, from lisa we're gonna finish it up and then like another year went by and then i think on yeah like year two they sent me the vocals and i thought oh this is really cool because i was expecting this you know and I, I, they slowed it down and then I kind of, you know, mixed it and did did some rearranging and stuff like that. But really, it just didn't need much else than what it originally was. The track was just very bare. But uh, it was cool to hear her do something that matched the track because, you know, at the time, uh, I just didn't know Britney was going to would be would want to do something like that or come up with something like that. And, you know, might have been a bit air, like, uh, what's the word? Anyway, like, you didn't, you know, it's not like I didn't think less of Britney, but I just didn't know she had it in her to do something cool and yeah, yeah. like that. I thought it was really cool for her. And, um, but I also knew that it was going to be a battle with, with the label because it's totally not what the label would want from her. Even though I think in retrospect that stuff like that, those kind of deep cuts kind of solidify pop artists, mm-hmm. you know? When you've got these really cool ones that aren't meant to be the singles, and and that's kind of what I think really lost in music today is everything's about being the single, and this was definitely going to be one of those cool tracks. But um, and that's what and that's what I think is interesting because even if we go back to like the In the Zone album, Britney has performed "Breathe on Me" and "Touch My Hand" for years and years, and neither were ever you know these official singles. Neither of them were ever what they were promoting. But yet here she is, even in her Billboard, you know, career medley, she chose those two songs over like some number one songs over those things. And I think back to those other songs that are like darker, whether it's early morning, you know, the, the Moby produced track where I'm just like those counter that taste where it's that commercial side, but then that creative side. Yes. Yeah. On a project, you have both of those. And that's what I love. So then when you got the vocals, do you recall then what album were they kind of thinking that would be going towards? No, no we it wasn't. It, it was definitely not geared towards an album. Um, that's kind of how I work with when, when I work with artists. I try not to um, go. I don't listen to the labels because I've learned very. You learn that when they ask for something to do the opposite because that's always what they end up going with so mm-hmm. i wouldn't know which which album um they were in the process of making but um it was that song was literally like made in a bubble with like nobody at jive like there's nobody was involved it was just the, just the three of us and um I think that's why it was cool because there wasn't anybody going, no, I don't know. You know, it's not sounding like number one. <laughs> well, and that's one of those things to your point. It's like 
the label may say, oh, just wanted to do this cool song and we hoped it would go on whatever next record, but it didn't. Well, yeah. And so when, because you and I talked about it and, and you'd been kind enough to send me the, the documentation of it with like the split thing, that was like October of 2008. That was, yeah. that was like Blackout was already out. You know, like they were prepping for like circus and everything new was happening. And Lisa... Yeah, and yeah, no, you're 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 right. Two thousand eight. That's right. Because I I think because uh, Lisa is a kind of a go getter, but yeah, uh, Lisa Green, she's she's a real go getter. So the only time she would be kind of, and I remember she was like adamant, we got to get these splits. That so I think I think there was some actual talk of it going on, on an album, and um, that's that's so whatever album came or was being done in 2008 was probably when it was being considered the most for circus. I guess it would have been for circus then young. Well, and that's one of those things where uh, what I find interesting is because, so that was circus came out at the end of November, 2008. Your, the, the, the correspondence that you sent me was like a month and a half before, which meant they were probably like, Hey, we're looking for those those deluxe that, tracks. We're looking yes. for those to kind that's, of throw in there. That's that's the, the timing sounds about right. Yeah. Cause I remember it was like real like, we need to sign it now. <laughs> you know, it was like a, a real <laughs> a quick thing. And well, uh well, yeah, and but it, 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 it it like it was being made over you know the course of these years and, and it was it was just a cool because it was made in that bubble, you know. Um it's just no fun sometimes when you're dealing, especially with her, because the, the, there's everything was just there's so many people around that kind of ruins the vibe. So I think all I think we were kind of like real happy that no one knew was involved. You know, it was just kind of secretly being done, which is which is awesome. And the thing is, when pop stars choose their producers choose to use a sample like it's a big deal. You know, yeah. that because then it's, uh, you know, and we, we talk about this in previous episodes, of the original doll podcast is then the financial piece of the pie gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So if right. somebody were to choose like a, a sample or interpolate or something where other people are automatically involved, you could go from two people being credited. Then all of a sudden you end up with like 10 or you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. Look at that Drake song with the instinct sample. As it's oh. like <laughs> 10 people on. <laughs> yeah, that was there. There's so many times where especially when it's a group that is getting sampled, especially if those group members all write their own, you know, parts mm. of the song, they all are, are thrown on there. And that that's one, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, I talked to Frankie Storm, who did the, the top line for uh, Don't Stop the Music, Rihanna. And she talked about how the producers, I don't remember if it was Stargate or somebody, yep, but the producers Stargate. were like, they sampled, you know, Michael Jackson, Mama Say Mama. They they sampled yeah. that, and she was like, "Uh, did we get clearance before I even write a top line? <laughs> like, I want to make sure if this is going to like, this is already clear. Like, we already got the clear, like the clear go, because she's yeah. like, you could create, you know, a melody on top of this part, and if it doesn't work, you have to remove that melody. You have to remove anything that is tied into that. Yeah. So, with looking at Mad Love now. Do you think that that style is something that Britney Spears is still 
that there's that kind of untapped market for her where it's like that yeah. sultry, snaky, I, slithering kind of thing. I think so. <laughs> and and I, because everything about that song is opposite of what everyone around her wants her to do. So it's kind of like her giving like a middle finger in a way of like, this is cooler than what you guys want me to do, but it's not. The thing I like about it is it's not when, when pop stars do that kind of middle, they always do the same thing, right? I'm coming with a rock record, right? They just, they did try to go the opposite, but with her, she made it still palatable to not palatable. Cause that means like, you know, they might not like it, but I think her fans, and obviously, because their fans go, they love that song. So I think it's great mm-hmm. that she was able to kind of say, you know, screw you to the to the A&R people at the label, and but still give them something that was pop and stuff. It wasn't like, screw you, label, I'm going to give them, you know, something that is the opposite. So I think it's, I think it, I think it'd be cool if she, you no, know, like, I was thinking about this since our last conversation. It would be really cool. I think she can do an album like right now that would be totally like their shit because, mm-hmm. you know, I, people, a lot of people have given up on her because they just don't want it, not because of anything, but there's just too many cooks in the kitchen that none of the cooks really want to come in, you know, and which is a perfect time for her to kind of take all this new power that she has back in her hands and, and do something really, really cool. I'm not saying use bad love, but I'm but like yep. songs like that where they're not meant to be on the charts, but they they're just songs that people would like that are into her. And to answer your question, yes, I, I think there's totally that untapped market of that side of her that it's primed and ready, I think, more than anything right now than in the past. And and that's and what I love about this is that like the this is one of those stories that like the listeners get to hear like the song the the original production the idea hey it was going to be an MIA thing and then all of a sudden it's like you create this track and then all of a sudden Britney hears it and then hey I want to write on it and if she's writing with you know Lisa Green or uh, another songwriter then it goes through that route and then even it goes as far as like let's verify the splits let's make sure we have all this because the album's going to come out and we want them to oh it sounds weird I'm getting a weird echo on my end uh, but the sound is good. The song is going to come out. We need everything done. So most songs don't even get that far where, mm. you know, they're going through that. But the other thing too, is I want to remind the listeners. So many people are like, Brittany just needs to release an album of unreleased stuff. <laughs> Alex, can you please tell the listeners why that probably is not going to happen with all these songs that are out there, why they're not going to make an album on all those songs that have been leaked or hacked or put out there. Well, number one, they're already out there. But the other thing is, you know, Brittany, I'm not going to speak for her, but I'm going to assume this is going to be her frame of mind is it's it's old stuff. It's not, you know, as an artist, you always want to come up with what's in going on with you now. And, and you know, it's it wouldn't be anything new. Like the only reason, the only thing that would give are all these songs would get an official stamp on it. Because really there is a, Britney album out there of re- unreleased stuff. The fans have put it together. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that would 
happen is they would get a bit of a polish and they'll get a stamp on it. That's it. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't really generate any new excitement, you know, especially for Britney, it wouldn't be like a, it wouldn't be anything exciting to, 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 to dive into. And, you know, I, I find it funny that, that people want that, you know, I, you'd think that they would be like, we've got that. Let's move. Let's go. Let's go. We want to hear what she's got next. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it, one of the biggest irks is with artists is, and it, you know, you, you, you hear it happen a lot with like Radiohead and stuff. They get this one song and then they, they got to go out and sing it every night. Like it's their favorite. Yeah. I'm so happy to be singing, but they're so sick. They sung it every night. And so going in the studio or not going in the studio and just pack repackaging stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, which you can't make any more stuff for now. I think, uh, you know, then there's the legalities of it, of finding these people. And now they know it's, then they're going to want money. And it's like, no, it's just, it's, you're, you're the, the album that the fans have put together is probably will is definitely better than what would be put together um, through the proper channels. But the thing is, I always am optimistic because I feel like we're talking to every one of her collaborators. Britney Spears is a lover of music and knows what's going on and knows a melody, knows what's going to work for her yeah. and what's not. And finally having that freedom to release things more on her she's she's not obligated now like at this point she's a catalog artist where she she can rest on every other album she's ever made so they're just going to be like hey we're just happy to have you because we still have your other albums yeah but i think it gives her more freedom now because they're like she's like well this is what i'm going to do you either take this product or you don't that's that's what it is and and that's why i think she can make probably the coolest record right now because she she is in that position to go take it or not if you don't take it that's your loss it's not mm-hmm. really it's it, nobody's being like uh, squeezed into a you know a, a, a corner to i hope she i really hope you know and i know everybody that i know that that close with her or works with her is probably telling her the same thing like now's the time and I, th- I think, like, I, I really think she, you know, it's gonna, it'd be funny if, uh, you know, she doesn't put out a record if, again, after I say this, but I think now's the time. I think her next record is going to kind of be the best of, um, at least for her, the, what she's always kind of wanted. To, she's never been able to do what she wanted. Up in, mm-hmm. You know, now, now she's kind of got the power. But she also doesn't have any power, which gives her the power, if you know what I mean. Yep, you know 100%. I mean? Yeah, It's almost like wiping the slate clean and going, hey, there's not all these people looking over you, which is, hey, this is a freedom. But then it, there's that kind of, oh, wow, that really means, you know, you can do, there's not going to be many people telling her, no, you can't do this. Or, right. No, you can't do it's, that. Exactly, exactly. She's a creative artist, whether it's, she's going to choreograph dances for the rest of her life or paint or whatever i think that the next project can always be the best thing she's done because she doesn't have a lot of things riding on it because at this point the hope is people just want her to release something that's that's what you can hope for just release it is it going to go number one maybe maybe not you don't know you know what i mean but i think what's cool is like i look at you know you've you've you know 
given me the honors of listening to like almost like 40 of these different demos and things like that, where it's like, you're all across the spectrum. And I just think like, that's what I love about, you know, Britney Spears herself is she can do anything at this point. She can go this route. She can go that route and it leaves it open. (laughs) You know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All the songs that she was involved in, especially during the Britney album and in the zone have often become the fan favorites. Yeah. Mad love. She'll never be me. These ones that Britney was really there, like involved in like mad love coming out where it's years, legitimately years in the making. Yeah. It's still, somebody still believed in that song. It's a little edge that could to bring it up to that, you know, to keep, to keep it going. I mean, yeah. Lisa, like a month before is like, here, split sheet. We're all good. Britney's there. We're, we're, we're all good to go. Like, let, let's go with it. Yeah, I've never had a song that 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 bubbled up over that over time. You know, <laughs> like it, it 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 was. I thought for sure it was going to come out. Like it just seemed to be right at the. But the, I, also at that time it was supposed to come out. Apparently things were getting pretty crazy in her life. So yeah, you know. And so I think that what what's been fun is especially talking with you and many other people is during the jive era everyone knew what was happening because you had Clive, you had all these people saying, it's all in-house. The people you work with are all in-house. Brittany, you want to work with this person? They're in-house. You're not working with, you know, somebody from this camp. You're not like, you're working with the pre-approved. This is what we're doing. But then now at that point, there was more freedom in once, you know, the, you know, Jive was sold, then it was like a lot of those rules kind of went out the window where it's like, well, who are you going to work with? I can right. work with with this person or that person, um, but so let me ask you this: I think, though, with... I, to me, I think it almost went backwards for it, for her. I think it went backwards for for the people. I think for the fans, it was like a now she was able to work with like you know some gr- great people, but it almost seems like the Britney, um, not the Britney sound, but the Britney personality just started to get kind of stripped away and the, the songs were they were they were ultra Britney sounding but they didn't have her kind of personality in it like her it had the polish stuff. but not the soul right exactly exactly that's exactly it. it 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 was like on the cover it was Britney and the video it was Britney and everything was sparkly was Britney but there was just like it sounded like she was off in the back in the kitchen going like that's not mine (laughs) I don't know it just didn't have yeah exactly what you said like it was like this idea of what Britney was where it was it was like an AI took over her 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 personality and Mm -hmm. made these these songs and they're great songs I love them but they're definitely you know and in Clive yeah with with the keeping everything in house and jive I think for for the most part was probably was beneficial to everyone that kind of went through it because, because of Clive was a real, he, he wasn't, he really, <laughs> in the end, he was about the money, not in a mean way. Like, but it, it, yeah, the guy walked away with like a, a you know, like a $3 billion check, but he really loved, he loved what he did. Right. And he just loved um, music. So I think it was a great boot camp for for Britney. It's just a shame that like after when she was finally through that boot camp and was able to 
work with all these other people. It seemed like they were more interested in what they Britney could do for them as opposed to what they were doing for Britney, you know? Yeah. And and it shows in it shows in that work. Like, yes, there were hits, there was success. And it was still that Britney brand, that sound. But yeah. I always say, like, it had the polish, but the soul. And I think that's exactly it's so that's so perfect. But there's that whole thing where it's like when you hear these songs, those demos, even those songs that were never fully completed, you're just like, damn, this is this is Britney. This is who I'm cheering for. This yeah. is what I want. Um, and so what we're going to do. So have, have no fear, everyone. We are going to be talking about another billion of your favorite songs that Alex worked on with uh, Britney. So we will see you on the flip side. And a big shout out to my Patreon patrons. Don't forget, for as little as a dollar a month, you're able to help keep this podcast open and free for all. Visit www.theoriginaldoll.com. We also have merch and Britney brand items available for purchase. Big shout out to Xavier, Ryan, Adam, Rochelle, Tommy, Jenny, uh, Tony, Lucy, Rami, Luke, Frank, Freddie, Curtis, Jason, uh, and more. Thank you all so much. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll. Dot dot <laughs>